Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. And welcome to episode 71, hour number two of the Cannabis 101 podcast, where it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. Very glad that you could join me on the program. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you are listening or watching this. Yes, if you're listening to this, we do have video added, uh, and it's on our YouTube channel, the Cannabis 101 podcast, or you can check it out on our social media uh, channels, which we'll be telling you about as we go. Uh, also, you might notice the uh, red poppy. If you're not from Canada, uh, this is the uh, what we do for the first 11 days of November to pay respects uh, to those uh, that have fought for our freedoms. And, um, you know, one, one of those people that is involved in the Canadian military is my older brother, Derek Millard, Master Warrant Officer Millard. Uh, did uh, uh, some time, uh, his tour rather, uh, in uh, Kandahar and uh, brought this back and uh, gave this to me. So I certainly am thankful to him and uh, everybody uh, that has uh, fought for our freedom in this country. And uh, there's some strange things going on in this world, particularly south of us right now. So big thanks to all of the veterans uh, who have come before us and uh, allowed us to be able to have this freedom, particularly the freedom to have uh, legalization of cannabis in Canada. You know, things go sour uh, in World War II, and who knows what is happening. So big thanks to everybody uh, that has uh, fought for our freedom in this country. Now, there is one way that we get things going on this show, and that is by finding out just what's your groove. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? Kinda grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? Pipe in a grape, long in a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. So uh, I'm going to get my groove on, and I'm going to do it, uh, if you're watching, you can see with the slash from Stonesmiths. Uh, thanks to them for being the presenting sponsor of the Cannabis 101 podcast. Uh, really, really excited uh, about working with them. And I'm really excited about this uh, slash. Uh, as you'll see, it has a uh, built-in loader, and it also comes with this really cool setup i don't want it all to fall out but uh, as you can uh, as you can see it's a compartment that you can keep all of your goods in so using the loader i am going to uh, throw some shatter into this device man that is so easy now I'm going to get my groove on, and what you have to remember is you need to let this thing warm up. So they say uh, four seconds. I actually go five seconds, and then you get an absolutely beauty haul.
So this is OG Kush from Fireside. And um, in the slash, I absolutely, absolutely love it. So I would like to hear from you. What is your groove? If you're listening to the show, if you're grooving with something, maybe it's CBD. Maybe you're just uh, taking the edge off with some CBD. Uh, maybe you uh, have a nice edible. Maybe you've uh, I've got a joint. I'm not really sure. Pipe and a crepe. Bong and a blint. Whatever it is, let me know. Uh, what you're grooving with, and we'll tell you how to get a hold of us as we go. But here is what's coming down the hash pipe on this show. Of course, Stonesmiths is our presenting sponsor. I showed you the built-in loader. Uh, there's also a battery built for Edmonton. Uh, yeah, it, this is going to be really good uh, for our winter that is uh, about to get really cold in the next little while through Alberta and Saskatchewan. So, the Stonesmith will be your friend. Uh, you can check it out at stonesmith.ca. And big thanks to Randy, a viewer who reached out and said uh, he's already excited about getting one and he's ordered one. So thanks very much, Randy. Uh, for the rest of you, you can check it out at stonesmith.ca. Uh, you can also check out Shellshock in Edmonton. There are three locations. You can find it at Smokers Junction in Calgary and Cowboys Smoke Shop in Calgary and Vancouver, and as mentioned, stonesmiths.ca. So cool. I'll tell you about the auto-fire mode in uh, in just a little bit. Also on the show today, Alicia Bear, the Canna Canuck. Uh, you've probably seen her on Instagram. Uh, she is everywhere. We're going to talk about her journey with cannabis and how the cannabis industry can be improved with things like cannabis tourism and um, so many other very cool things going on with Alicia. Chris Ionson, of course, is our educator on What's That Strain. He is the manager on uh, Jasper Ave of the Nova Cannabis location. We are doing D Bubba for Pure Sun Farms today. We will have our cannabis question, which is about being active. Uh, we'll uh, tell you what pairs well with cannabis, in my opinion anyway. Our cannabis character is from the show Broad City. It's a hilarious Hilarious show, and we'll tell you about the Weed Weekly and how you can get in on our giveaway every single week here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. But let's get going with the cannabis question. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe and a crepe, bong and a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So the cannabis question is, what is something active you enjoy doing with cannabis? You know, is there something that you like to get out and do uh, that you involve uh, cannabis, whether that's CBD or THC and providing everything is uh, being done safely? Um, by the way, we have a dynamite regal cigar up for grabs. Uh, we've got uh, some full size um, and we also have the just the wonderful new Regal Cigar packaging uh, that comes with it. I mean, these were sharp on their own. They were awesome. They're a great conversation piece, 
and they are also uh, so so functional. So we've got some uh, the new Regal cigars, uh, courtesy of Andre and the team from Regal Cigars is going to appear on this show in the next little while as well. So we've got some of those to give away for the next little bit. So just for chiming in on the cannabis question, you will get your hands on a Regal cigar for telling us what is something active you like doing and involving cannabis. For me, it's downhill skiing. Um, I absolutely love uh, to uh, get my groove on, listen to some tunes in one earbud, uh, in one ear rather, and uh, just, you know, whether it's going up the chairlift and, relaxing i like stopping a lot when i downhill ski so and i haven't skied in quite a few years but when i did it was uh, absolutely a a, just a joy to involve cannabis and you know the cool thing uh is that uh if you are going out skiing the slash has a built-in battery or a battery built for winter obviously it has a built-in battery but it is designed for winter you know this is an edmonton company they know what our winters are like. They designed it so you can use this in cold weather. So perfect, absolutely perfect for downhill skiing. That's what I uh, like doing, being active. I'd love to hear from you. What is something you pair well with cannabis? You can get in touch with us on Twitter at the Cannabis 101. You can get us on Facebook and Instagram, the Cannabis 101 podcast. And if you'd like to chime in and be anonymous, that is totally fine. Cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com. You can email us, just ask to be anonymous, and we'll throw your name in the uh, the prize. We've got some really, really good responses uh, from earlier uh, this week on hour number one about, um, you know, th- people being active uh, when it comes to cannabis. So um, I'm really excited to uh, hear from uh, some of uh, the others. Um, Cannabis Carry or Cannababe Carry, rather, on Instagram says, hikes, anything outdoors. Uh, Dad Fantastic says, I'm going to have to go with hunting slash hiking, getting way out there in the wilderness and enjoying whatever's, whatever nature's elements bring. Um, some really good ones. Uh, one was about uh, VR, you know, using virtual reality. And uh, some, so lots of, uh, lots of great things to do. Uh, please keep submitting them. Uh, to any oh yeah this is one says vr beat saber especially so there you go check us out uh, on uh, instagram twitter uh, facebook and you can also uh, email as well uh, what is something active you like doing involving cannabis as for what pairs well with cannabis that is anything uh, that goes well with cannabis and this is going to be a bit of a strange one but relief is what i'm going with um I was uh, went to visit the Cross Cancer Institute in Edmonton yesterday, uh, a wonderful place. I cannot uh, say nearly enough about that place and the uh, treatment that my wife got when she first went through uh, with her breast cancer. So we had to do some follow-up tests. Uh, and, you know, you just go back in there and you think about the, the times that you've been there before. Uh, unfortunately, my mom passed away from cancer when I was younger, and I had to watch her deal with chemotherapy. So... Relief for chemotherapy patients is what goes well uh, with cannabis from nausea, uh, can help with appetite, and in some cases it could be fighting the disease. Uh, There is just brilliant research being done. We're going to know so much more about the benefits of this plant. But just, um, you know, chemo, the way I look at chemotherapy is that um, it's poison. It's, It's not good for your body, and you're hoping it kills the cancer before it affects the patient too much. This is a relief from that nasty poison that you have to put in your system um, for the, you know, I used to drive my mom back from Winnipeg two hours 
and she would be getting sick constantly in the back seat of the car. I imagine if I could have given her a cookie and she would have, you know, just went to sleep and helped with the nausea. So what pairs well with cannabis for me is relief uh, this week on the Cannabis 101 podcast. By the way, I want to tell you about the Weed Weekly. That's where you can uh, get in touch with uh, us or stay in touch with us as uh, when it comes to the Cannabis 101 podcast. It comes out every Friday, and you can subscribe at the Cannabis 101 podcast.ca. Uh, it's simple. Uh, just sign up at the Cannabis 101 podcast. You're in the mix. It'll uh, come into the uh, inbox every single week or every single Friday for you. Uh, there are some days where uh, it does not come out till Saturday. I will be honest, uh, a couple of times where I get a little bogged down, but mostly every Friday afternoon and evening comes into your inbox. We do have a giveaway every Friday in there as well. We have some fun things, some tidbits, a little bit of cannabis history, and you can catch up on any of the uh, part of the episodes that you may have missed. So head to the cannabis101podcast.ca, hit subscribe, and you are in the mix. All right, Allie, Alicia, Alicia rather, Alicia Bear, the Canna Canuck on Instagram is going to join us right after we hear the weed song from the artist My Dead Dog. guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Very pleased to welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast. Uh, if you're on Instagram, you definitely know who she is. It's the Canna Canuck, Alicia Bear, uh, joining me. Alicia, uh, how are you? Thanks for joining me. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, it's uh, it's fun to be able to get to know you uh, in this format after uh, following you on uh, Instagram and and finding out about everybody's uh, love of cannabis and and kind of you know how they got uh, to this place in in cannabis. And that's kind of where I like to always start my interviews. Um, first of all, what mm -hmm. did you do before the cannabis industry career wise? Because with it being so so new, most of us did something first. So, what was your career before yeah. cannabis? Yeah, we all came from somewhere else, um, right. but I actually had a background in sales and marketing. Um, so before uh, I kind of admittedly reluctantly entered into the cannabis scene, um, I was working uh, in a company in St. Catharines, and then I was contracted for a company in Toronto uh, to handle advertising. And um, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed my career. And then I was hit by a truck. Oh. Uh, so unfortunately that's what led me to where I am now. Well, yeah, that's what my next question was going to be is, you know, when and, and why and how did cannabis become part of your personal life? And, and I know a little bit of this uh, backstory, but uh, certainly it's one I think for you to tell. <sighs> 
Yeah, um, it it was uh, a little bit of an ordeal. So I really did not have a lot of recreational use with cannabis. Uh, I became a mother when I was just 17 years old. And with um, that came a good deal of responsibility. And back at the time, cannabis was not legalized in Canada. Uh, so it was something that I took a better safe than sorry approach to as a parent. And uh, I just abstained due to a lack of knowledge, experience, and education. Um, and admittedly, I did have uh, a rather stigmatized and negative view of the plant. Um, I come from a family uh, where drug issues and habits are rife. Um, and I saw a lot of behaviors that were stemming from other sort of drug use, but all I was smelling or, or seeing was the cannabis. Mm. So I didn't understand that those things didn't correlate at the time, you know? Right. Um, and, and I formed this view uh, in my mind and I just chose to keep it away from, uh, you know, from my life and uh, very passionately did so. And then I was hit by a truck. And I had the option of having five different prescription medications, uh, which were not working for me. I was miserable. I was gaining weight. My mood was different. My personality was different. Um, and I was a shell of who I used to be. Or I could try cannabis. It's, and it's I did. Uh, yeah, and thankfully you did. I mean, uh, you know, I have I, I, uh, never... Um, I fortunately I've never had the uh, unfortunate experience of, of having to try uh, uh, an opiate long term. I've, you know, I've had it for short terms, but I can see mm -hmm. the, the, the destruction and talking to other people in their lives, how it did. So what an amazing choice. And, and, you know, was it uh, an awakening right away or did it take a little time for you, even when you decided to go the cannabis route to, to, you know, really um, enjoy yeah. the benefits of it? Yeah, it really did because, um, like I said, I had a very uh, negative and stigmatized view. Um, I was sort of forced into it. So I, I was on anti-inflammatories, uh, muscle relaxants, um, an opiate for pain management. Mm. Uh, I was on a migraine medication called rizotripatan, uh, which is extremely damaging to your liver. And then uh, because of this migraine um, that condition that was activated and worsened uh, by being hit, I actually, they were wanting to put me on an antidepressant because although I had no sort of mood disorder, it was supposed to help stave off these frequent and debilitating migraines. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just going to be uh, a mess. And um, what had happened uh, was uh, I started, like I immediately didn't want to be on an opiate. Um, I lost my brother. My father is the last of four brothers left. He's the oldest. And he's lost family due to drug issues. And I did not want to go that route. Um, I've seen it take too many of my friends and too many moms. Really good, like good moms, good soccer moms. All of a sudden, two years later, uh, snorting coke or whatever, opiates or whatever, off the back of the toilet when their babies are in the bathtub. And this is not, this is not a myth. This is not a scare tactic. This is a friend of mine. That, um, you know, I talked to firsthand and she used cannabis as, as a means to getting off of that. Yes. So there are so many people um, that could have been in the position. Sorry, I get upset talking about that because like mm. I was 65 pounds heavier. I was extremely depressed. Um, I was numb. 
Uh, as a mom, I was not enjoying my children in the same way. I was less active. I was frustrated. And uh, I compare it to a, a wounded family pet. You know, no matter how wonderful your dog is, um, how you've reared that puppy, for, like from from puppyhood, um, if that animal has an injured paw, and you keep pulling at that paw, or that paw gets hit, or something like that, that animal's going to react every single time in a negative way, and it's not their fault. And right. that's how I lived my life, and that's how so many people live their lives, and they may not even know. And we're substituting, um, you know, that sort of pain for numbness or a lesser pain when we could be living full and productive lives with a balanced endocannabinoid system and less inflammation in our bodies. Yeah. And then that's where the education and uh, telling people and, and normalizing this comes into play. And, and I'm yeah. guessing that you saw the benefits in your personal life uh, and in your health with cannabis which is what led you into the cannabis space as a, kind of a new career. I, you know, the, the, the two seem to go hand in hand. Why not promote the, the healthiness, which is obviously one part of what you're doing. But what was it that said, led you to say, I want to get into the cannabis space now? Um, to be honest, it was finances. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, it was necessity when I first started because I am a mother of five. Mm -hmm. And here in Canada, unfortunately, um, even if you are a medical cannabis patient, uh, we do not have full coverage for cannabis um, as a prescription. Um, so I needed to be able to uh, find a means of, you know, learning more about how to cultivate on my own, um, the saving money on my prescription um, mm -hmm. via, you know, the network that I've built uh, and being able to find the best quality and um, you know at, at the best sort of pricing that I could it was just something that I had to do uh, to help my family but then when I realized I went from this very small very selected little group of um, businesses that I actually chose um, to, to benefit myself and it just developed into this snowball of like, of people um, that would message me or talk to me about what I was doing or how I lost weight or, you know, a message and say, thank you because of you, I, I did my squats today or here's my before and here's because of what you've done. I've lost 22 pounds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like it just, it changed my life realizing that I was actually impacting someone beyond myself just by being myself. Right. And so it just kind of became something where if I was missing for a couple of days, people were looking for me. And so I kept coming back and doing what I do. And after I did that, um, people kept asking for more, like different, <laughs> you know, right. like different, like if there wasn't enough content or um, my opinion on something that was happening or, you know, my advice in a particular matter. So I just decided to start speaking and to start offering those things because if cannabis changed my life and the network itself changed my um, whole outlook or uh, my support system then it would be selfish of me to not extend that and to not give it to someone else and put that back out there. 
pumped and, and, and it's, and it's brilliant. And, and that's, I love the fact that you're helping yourself by being yourself. What a great motto and what a great, uh, uh, kind of slogan <laughs> for, for what you did. It's, it's so, it's just everything about that screams, uh, what should happen in life. So now tell me and, and our, and our viewers and our listeners exactly what you do, because you're very busy in the cannabis st- space. So what started out as something, you know, where you're helping others by being yourself has developed in to quite a bit. So explain some of the things that you are doing in the cannabis space, particularly with some of the media productions that you have. Yeah. So, um, I started off, like I said, uh, as an influencer, and that just was the Canna Canuck Instagram. Um, and people started networking with me from there. And from there, because I was developing um, this following and this platform, um, one of the uh, media channels in our country, uh, High Canada Magazine, ended up reaching out to me and did a feature on me um, a little over a year ago. And when they did that, I sort of connected with the editor. His name is Cy Williams. He's a fantastic human being. I call him my little hummingbird of cannabis because he's always like going crazy somewhere and all of it has to do with weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, he's he's basically um, kind of like my male counterpart. There's not a lot of uh, pots that he doesn't have a ladle in. And so we joined forces, uh, him on one side of the country, me on the other side of the country to network and further um, coverage and the really current cannabis news that's important to Canadians. Um, Through there, I was able to network with the high international media team and some very exciting um, upcoming prospects to do uh, with hemp news in Asia, as well as psychedelic news here in our own country. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm Extremely, extremely honored and excited to be able to do that in my career. Um, but I have also launched my own endeavors uh, called Broadleaf Cannabis uh, Collective. This is a widespread spanning umbrella of B2B as well as public support uh, for women like myself um, who were just starting out as both a consumer and then as an entrepreneur in the business. Um, And then once you do establish, we offer a multitude of services and support. We like to uh, form it as a broad spectrum of services. We're basically all things cannabis and cannabis. Uh, We offer a great deal of entertainment and education endeavors um, through that channel. And then um, as of this week, I am also very, very pleased uh, to have branched um, through and am part of a a company in the States now uh, called My Bong or Yours, which is a dating service uh, targeted specifically for uh, 420 members around the world. Mm. Um, The the body of of clientele is presently um, mostly located in the US. Uh, But of course, with my addition, we are branching into Canada and we are going international. It's already done, already set up beautiful app design and everything ready and waiting for um, the 420 singles to join. That's such a smart idea because, uh, you know, as, as you know, as you talked about in a past relationship, cannabis can be 
a stressful thing in a relationship if somebody doesn't maybe have a background or a knowledge and you know I've dated yeah. uh, girls in the in the past that you know would break my pipes and things like that you know it just was a, it was a deal breaker so to be able yeah. to, to go into a relationship possibly knowing that you both have that in common I'd imagine that's a giant weight off somebody's shoulders especially in the US where maybe it's not legalized in your state Absolutely. And see, the thing is, I found that part of the success in my Instagram came um, because I actually sesh online with people. So mm. the the little tiny bong vids, uh, smoke videos um, that, you know, sometimes get that whole derisive little chuckle about them uh, are actually what made my account take off so well. And what the feedback was that I kept getting was I smoke by myself. It's really nice to watch your video and just share share a talk with you. Mm -hmm. So I think that even as a sing, like from a single standpoint um, or a friendship standpoint, that can be extremely beneficial to network with other like-minded people, even during COVID, that you can get online like this and have a sesh with and just connect with other people um, that have the same sort of interests across your country or across the world. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, okay, let's talk quickly about uh, some, you know, you're with you're obviously with uh, high international media and high Canada and and you you have connections. So I'd like to get your thoughts on maybe what the thought uh, the the point of view of Canada is from the uh, you know the international scene and and also what's going on around the world when it comes to cannabis. We just saw a ton of states join the cannabis uh, legalization in some yeah. form in that U.S. election and, and around the world. This plant is there's a real pardon the pun buzz on for this plant right now. I know, I know. Who is that that just um, there's. I'm going to look it up quickly. There's a there's, few yeah, states that have just legalized, right? A number of them. Um, South so Dakota they've all did. pulled up in there. Yeah, South Dakota legalized, I believe, uh, New Jersey. Um, a number of, uh, of of states have said it's some form of uh, legalization, whether it's medicinal or uh, decriminalization or, or full-on recreational. But it was a yeah. hot topic, and it was one thing that the it's Democrats and Republicans could both agree on. Yeah, it's it's such an exciting time um, right now. And I think a lot of it, um, they probably will uh, be looking to Canada uh, for a little bit of advice, a little bit of legalization framework. But to be honest, um, there are a lot of ways that I think we ourselves could improve as well. Mm -hmm. So in my in my uh, travel, when people do find out that you're, you know, you're with Canadian cannabis, um, a lot of people, of course, they think our country is pretty cool. I mean, we are one of the only countries with legalized recreational cannabis on such a massive level. And I'm so proud of us for having been able to do that. But um, when you look at some of the other framework and what other, other countries are able to do with their legalization, just from a retail standpoint, I think we're losing a lot of um, the culture itself in the consumerism. So un unfortunately, that's that is my main pet peeve with with our uh, method right now of sales. And I think we should actually be turning dispensaries um, less into that Apple big box store type of feel and more into that small tea shop um, kiosk type of feel.
where you can go in and you can smell, you can see uh, that aroma is in the air, the vibe is in the atmosphere, and really just have more of a relaxed experience. I think that is what is actually going to up our basket sizes and make us successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's lots of things that I think we're going to learn as we go in this uh, brand new industry. And, you know, one of the things that, that you're trying to do is, as we all should be doing, is, is help other people. So let's uh, let's dive into the, the Broadleaf Cannabis Collective a, a little bit. And, you know, what excites you about this platform and this program? Um, for me, it is the never-ending possibility. Uh, because there is always going to be a new member um, and there's always going to be something else happening. So right now I'm very excited. We actually have uh, a property for use um, in St. Catharines where we'll be able to run a good deal of events, educational workshops um, and cannabis friendly uh, social mixers. Through that, um, we are also going to be starting to produce a television program um, that's launched in as part of this collective as well. Um, that we will probably uh, be taking, I think, the next six months uh, for a little bit of content creation first uh, once that does launch. And then uh, we will get a pilot episode up and everything uh, rolling there. But um, I think the most exciting aspect about it is um, the massive amount of reach and wide spanning benefit that I'm going to be able to extend to absolutely every single person that joins on, no matter which fashion you join on in, if you're a public member or if you're a business member. Yeah, and and isn't it exciting to, uh, like, I, I don't, the, the internet developed uh, when I was quite older, but I couldn't hold the internet. Isn't it so amazing to have this brand new industry before our eyes that you actually can hold? I mean, I don't know how many generations get to say a new industry was born during their time and the amount of possibilities that it creates. Um, I mean, you know, cannabis is so great for creativity and and it seems right now that you're only limited to your creativity when it comes to the cannabis space. Obviously, there are some regulations, but the ideas are so plenty out there right now and they should be of course um we're we're getting into some of the most exciting times uh Mm -hmm. ever to be a cannabis consumer um but then you know to be a cannabis dependent as well um it's going to be phenomenal the different uh you know marriage that we can do between those two worlds uh to really break down some doors and open up a lot of fun uh, you know, I, I'm, I can't wait until uh, cannabis culture becomes more mainstream, mm-hmm. uh, less so than the smoking or the alcohol or the fast food uh, that's out there right now. Well, that, that's right. And, and, and I think the one, uh, you know, th- I have several opinions on how Canada has done this. And, you know, I listen, I'm, I wasn't in the meeting, so I don't know. I just know how it's done. And the one thing I would like to see more than anything is let's open up our country for cannabis tourism. I mean, right now we have an advantage. At some point, the U.S. is going to blow right past us. We have an advantage right now to become the legal Amsterdam because if people don't know Amsterdam, it's not exactly legal. So don't you think we should be taking advantage of this? And and in one way, cannabis tourism could be a giant boon. More than the actual plant is the activities around cannabis, I think, could be the biggest thing. 
Absolutely. And that is, as you know, from prior discussion, uh, mm -hmm. one of the largest aspects of Broadleaf. Um, we unfortunately have been uh, moved back with securing a property uh, that we are really, really keen on. Um, but I'm hoping to be able to uh, launch one of our areas first. Uh, it's going to be the Broadleaf Bed and Breakfast. Nice. Um, and we'll hopefully open the market to cannabis tourism down here. Uh, but before we can start that, um, if, if we aren't yet able to secure the property, we do have uh, cannabis tours starting um, with Broadleaf, where it's actually, uh, you don't have to do the driving or anything like that. Uh, we do have a bus, very similar to wine tours. Mm -hmm. um, your dispensary is hit on the way. Uh, depending on what, what day you book, um, you're either going to take a special class somewhere, you're going to have an experience with edibles, um, learn to create something of your own. It'll just be a really, really wonderful time to be, uh, you know, a cannabis consumer. Well, I just think and the a student. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, we we can all learn from everybody. But I think it's just an amazing thing to think like you know I'm going to use like the girls trip or the guys trip or the couples trip as an example. So the, you know instead of going mm. on like uh, the golf trip or something or maybe a couple a couple of couples they get together and they don't know about cannabis but they go and they stay for a weekend and they dabble in it in a safe space and they get educated. I mean that right there is just such a brilliant way you know like if you have four high school buddies that you tried cannabis back in the day exactly. maybe you want to try it again go on some sort of trip and educate yourself and learn again learn more about the plant because i'll be honest before i started doing this show my cannabis education was here's 50 dollars, give me the bag i didn't know what a terpene was or anything and i'm blown away by the, yeah. the amount of vast knowledge we can get so we can get some of those boomerang clients back in us in a safe way while also right. promoting the plant and tourism it's just a win-win i think well, absolutely. And, and you make an excellent point. Um, we were actually talking about uh, one of the funniest things would be to get um, the people that had stopped smoking yeah. um, in adulthood to have the sort of anniversary, um, you know, getaway where every year if, if, if that was your choice um, and you had abstained, you can go get away and just completely let loose um, in a place where it's not gonna be, you know, it, it's it's not your own home. Um, it's not gonna be somewhere where you don't feel entirely safe or you have to worry about any sort of negative experience um, because you're right there with everybody that's got the education and got the background. And uh, yeah, I definitely think that that would be so much fun. Uh, it would be I, really fun to see that kind of group of high school guys. Yeah, I, I think it's just way safer than one guy pulling out a joint while you're out on the trip and you haven't tried it again. And then who knows what happens? Uh, you know, I think if you're going to get back into cannabis, you want to do it as safely as possible because, you know, for, 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 the, for the people maybe in their 50s and the 60s, uh, cannabis is much stronger than maybe it was back then. So I, I think all right. these ways are a great way for people to reconnect with the plant and then also learn and things. So uh, uh, cannabis tourism and education can certainly go hand in hand. And I think should, um, you know, we should be touring um, licensed production facilities like we tour wine uh, wineries and learn about the plant, how it's grown and, and things like that. And, you know, th that all needs to be developing soon before we lose the advantage of being the only country that has fully legal, fully federally legalized. 
Well, I completely agree. And I think on, on both sides of the coin, uh, legacy or, um, you know, the, the new market, that could be extremely beneficial mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it's going to hold these new LPs to uh, better standards. And um, if the, the more and more people are educated, um, the more you go into a dispensary, you know what you want, you know what's good, you know what's not good and why, um, the better off we all are in the long term. So if mm -hmm. we're not getting what we should be getting from our government, um, we can lobby for change um, and we can do so in an educated and intelligent fashion. So I really think that the more, if you're going to be a cannabis consumer, um, really the, the best thing that you can do is, is definitely be an informed one. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's the, the reason we started up this show is to, to make sure that people are, you know, educating themselves uh, because we've all heard of the story of the person that says they tried cannabis once and they'll never go back. But it doesn't seem to affect people. It was me. Getting, it was yeah, me for well, yeah, over a decade. Yeah, yeah. But how many people had alcohol, a bad experience one or two times, and it hasn't stopped them? So we need to educate the people on how to properly do this. And and just like you said, you know, you were a person that had a different view. And when you open your mind a little bit, it's amazing what can, uh, you know, populate your brain as far as, uh, you know, right. the smart choices that you can make. No longer is this back alley you know, laced with stuff. Uh, the, those stories are right. done now, right? Like this is safe, passes through inspection, grown properly. You have the information that you need. If you, you know, for, as far as percentages, it's all there for people to learn about it. We just have to convince them to get there. And I guess that's the, 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 I guess the stigma is the, is the big, I guess, uh, you know, preventer Not right even now. considering. Yeah. Yep. Like, well, that's you... the thing is there's so so, so many people, uh, like what I found um, before I started in for, you know, as a patient, my mindset was, this is what they prescribe to people that have seizures or that have cancer. Right. So those are like some of the worst things that you can deal with as a human being. You know, some of the most challenging and difficult uh, things, period. Mm -hmm. I cannot identify although i have daily pain chronic pain probably debilitating pain for for most individuals to be honest um i still couldn't put myself as a person at that level of suffering so for me a prescription of cannabis made no sense you know a right. painkiller made more sense, or something that was more standard and more widely used and and known about for all of the other things um out there Whereas cannabis itself, those were the only two, like if you actually think about it before you were educated, those are the only two things that you could really identify off the bat. That's what cannabis is for. And glaucoma. And, was and the old joke too, right? Glaucoma. Everybody said I, glaucoma. I yeah. glaucoma. Yeah. So like those are, you know, so the thing is it can help with a wealth of other health issues, but not even health issues, just health benefits. Mm -hmm. Quality of so life. So if you don't have, yeah, if you don't have a problem, um, if you're in relatively good health regardless, um, you still have an endocannabinoid system. And because of the lack in our food chain of all of these things that we used to be getting, you probably require something that comes from cannabis in one way or another. So CBD on an isolate, like a full spectrum, uh, rather than an isolate, that's going to benefit your body. It's not going to hurt your liver. Um, it's not going to really make you high either. Uh, 
So get it in there. What's well, like, why not? Why not do so? If you're deficient in vitamin D or whatever, how many people have a cabinet full of, of those types of pills and supplements mm -hmm. and cannabis needs to be looked at more as one of those rather than just a drug. Yeah. A hundred percent. As far as the stigma, how have you seen it change in two years? Have you seen it change? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I have seen a lot of very positive change. Um, I have seen more discussions open up. Uh, like, look at, you know, a year ago, I wouldn't have been on three or four different uh, cannabis podcasts in the span of a month mm -hmm. uh, without you know, having to do a lot uh, to try and get that conversation started. So I think the legalization has brought about um, some really beneficial and really incredible changes uh, in that respect. And then as we are going onwards, I think um, that we're heading towards uh, lining things up with too many other industries. So I believe we need to keep a female focus uh, for the launch of cannabis, we we did start out with more female senior partners and CEOs, um, company owners, things like that, uh, than I do believe we statistically have now. Mm. Um, so we're losing a little bit of ground there. And I think we need to, uh, again, focus more um, on the experience and the culture uh, rather than the money grab and the regulations too. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there's, there's been a lot of really positive change um, in respect to stigma itself um, in the conversations. But then at the same time, um, uh, even the racial conversations, which I really think do need to happen. Uh, statistically, we have a disenfranchised um, population uh, that has suffered more so uh, than we as the white population has. Sure. And we need to make sure that we are not benefiting disproportionately as we've suffered disproportionately. Wow. Um, and so we really need to kind of shine that spotlight and make sure in this industry, mm -hmm. especially that we make sure people of color get their say and the minority groups, they get their say because cannabis culture is the one divider across all countries, all religions, all races, or, or the one, you know, um, thing to bring us all together across mm -hmm. all religions, countries, and races um, is cannabis. And we cannot let it be a divider. Now we have to make sure it stays a unifier by making sure that we use our voices in the industry to help those that may not have as loud a one. Well, it's, it's a brand new industry. There's no reason a brand new industry can't start breaking the mold and start with diversity, whether it's gender, whether it's uh, race, uh, you know, there's, there's no reason that a brand new industry in 2020, although this is the worst possible year that a lot of us have had but there's no reason that this yeah. time of our lives we can't say hey this is a brand new industry it does not need to be led by old white men like you know like let's get yeah. people of color let's get uh, different genders uh everybody is is involved in the cannabis industry there with with it being two years old it's ridiculous that there should be a diversity issue that's just i, I just yeah. it's just nonsensical to me we got to make sure that the the true OGs, the ones that have been in from the start, um, do like we need to make sure that we are focusing on um, reparations in the industry, uh, but as well as pardons. 
uh, for yes, those with yes. cannabis convictions. Um, you know, the, the people that were on the ground doing the work uh, before the large corporations, businesses or benefactors came in. Uh, we need to remember those people, honor those people and give them a proper spot, a piece of the pie and place at the table. Or it's just not going, it's not going to work. And if it does work, it's going to be this um, overly corporate, just disgusting atmosphere that, you know, I don't want to be part of. Yeah, so the, I, that is my passion and my focus is making sure, which is why Broadleaf is what it is, mm -hmm. um, is to form that collective and give us all that power, all of these little guys. If we all band together and start stomping all at one time, you're going to make thunder, right? And so that's, that's the whole point in Broadleaf is to be able to band together and form a voice and form some sort of competitive edge against these massive money makers that are already gobbling up most of our business. Yeah. Well, it, it, like you're, there's no way you're going to have legalization without corporations getting involved, but there is certainly lots yeah. and lots and lots of room uh, for the independent, I mean, uh, there the, there can be more independents than there can be corporations for sure, and definitely those people uh, certainly need a voice in, in how this industry is shaped. And and let's get to the last two questions on the list. And this is kind of what we're talking a little bit, but what is the next big thing in legalization in in cannabis, in your opinion? Tourism, for mm -hmm. sure. Like, you know, we, we both know it's coming. Uh, Canada is going to be fantastic. Uh, my area in particular uh, nice. is protected for, for tourism. Um, so our, our actual uh, economic plan, um, in part in this sort of township, uh, they, they help you. <laughs> so cannabis is the next step, um, uh, and it's going to be fantastic when it does open. And I think really... Um, the amalgamation of the cannabis experience, um, edibles experience in with restaurants or shops, or when we're able to do that, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I think, uh, opening up uh, lounges, I, I don't know if we'll ever be able to smoke or, or even vape inside. And, and I, and I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, uh, I, I grew up in a world where the smoking section was just a painted thing on the floor and it did absolutely Same. nothing to protect anybody. So I don't know if we'll ever get to smoke, but we should be able to eat and drink cannabis infused food and drinks inside. And I, I totally agree with you. Now, let's wrap up with this. And this is a very important one. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone who is looking to maybe give THC a try for the first time, or as we talked about those kind of those boomerang people that use it in high school and haven't tried it for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. What's one piece of advice you would give to somebody that's going to give THC a try? Um, I think I'm going to go with the standard uh, industry response here, and that would be to start low and go slow. Mm -hmm. um, so cannabis, um, both in technology and product itself, has changed. Um, so if you were a joint smoker back in high school, you haven't touched it since, you're not going to want to start by dabbing or vaping or going for, right. uh, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, some of the edibles that might be out there right now. Right. Um, so definitely there, nothing can hurt you by starting with a lower dosage. Uh, but you're not going to scare yourself away from a benefit or a, a good experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that could be uh, the main thing. And to always have TH or, uh, 
if you're having THC and it is one of your first times to always have CBD on hand mm -hmm. uh, to counter that if you do start having that sort of negative experience. Just get as much education as possible. And if you don't have a good experience the first time, please try it again. Mm -hmm. Please do some research into your strain, your dosage type, or how that particular um, thing may have impacted you, and then give it a second shot because it's most definitely worthwhile. Yeah, I always say, especially with edibles, but even if you're trying a, you know, a vape pen or a joint for the first time or the first time in a long time is, you know, like if you think it's not kicking in and you want more, you know, with edibles, at least wait another half hour, but wait a little, like oh, yeah. anytime you think, ah, I'm not getting a whole lot from this, just say, okay, I'm going to wait to see if it kicks in. Because if it doesn't yeah. kick in, well, then you can have some more. That The worst you're going to be out is the extra 15 minutes or a half an hour. But if you go for it again and then it kicks in, you you could be having a bad experience. I, I think most yeah. of us have had that where we thought it wasn't kicking in and we went for it again. It's just not a good thing, especially if you're new to it. So anytime you think yeah. you need a little bit more, my advice is wait a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing can hurt you by waiting. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if you end up, uh, <laughs> you know, a little too stony in the end, at least you're not going to have the hangover the next morning. <laughs> yeah. You might just fall asleep and get a really good uh, few hours of sleep. So Alicia, this has been yeah. so much fun. Uh, follow her on Instagram, the Canna Canuck. Uh, where can people find more information about you, the Broadleaf uh, Cannabis Collective and everything else that you have going on? Um, well, the, the Broadleaf Cannabis Collective uh, site should be um, fully finished, up and running, and uh, ready for your perusal uh, any day now. So you can get that at broadleafcannabiscollective.com. Uh, My Bong or Yours is the dating website. Uh, you can join. It is free right now um, for our first little while for new members. Um, and then you'll want to check me out if you just Google my name, Alicia Bear or the Canna Canuck um, on LinkedIn. And that'll show you my full bio profile, uh, some of the media pieces that I've done or how to connect with me further. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for joining me uh, for the information. Uh, and I look forward to getting you back on the show down the road again. Stay well. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Dean. You have a great night. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. All right, check out One Hitters later on in the week with Allie, the Canna Canuck, as we get to know her cannabis history. Uh, you can find that and sign up for the Weed Weekly at Cannabis101Podcast.ca, and you can keep in touch with everything that's going on with the Cannabis 101 Podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun, I promise you. All right, let's dive into the entertainment side of the show now. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. Yeah, the blue. Maybe go with that, man. 
heavy stuff, man. <laughs>
like, this is a great Edmonton company. Get these items in your store. So find out more information at stonesmiths.ca. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. Once again, joined by our educator, Chris Ionson, and the manager of Nova Cannabis, Jasper Av. Welcome back to the show in this uh, first show of November. How are you, buddy? Uh, doing great, Dean. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day. Thanks for having me. No problem. How was Halloween night at uh, Nova Cannabis? That was cool. Yeah, we had uh, yeah, some people came in in, in their costumes. Uh, we had our, the, the store was decked out. Uh, yeah, and my staff we were in, in costume too. It was uh, it was pretty fun. What did you guys dress as? I have to know. Uh, I went as Slash. Nice. Um, yeah, Slash from Guns N' Roses. That's kind of one of my go-to costumes for I guess years when I'm a little busy. <laughs> I just always got you know, the, and it's it's a good Slash costume. So yeah, we had fun. Well, uh, that is only fitting because uh, we're hanging out with Slash today. As uh, <laughs> up over the show, it's it's celebrity edition. We got Cheech and Chong and Slash hanging out with us as Stones. Smith is now uh, a big part of this program. So uh, perfect. We didn't even plan that. That's how perfect we made that uh, segue into that situation. So before we get into what we are doing uh, specifically today, uh, I thought it'd be a good chance to to, to maybe clean up and uh, may, there may be some misconception out there about the word strain. It's uh, maybe not exactly used correctly all the time. And, and our, the title of this segment is What's That Strain? And, you know, that started back when I was very new in cannabis. And we're not changing the title of the segment, but we are going to start referring to, like today, we're doing D Bubba as a cultivar. So maybe let's, um, if you could explain, you know, what the word strain means in uh, terms of cannabis. Yeah, totally, Dean. So it's, uh, I mean, it's it's a common term. Yeah, we're using it a lot uh, in, in the industry. Uh, but, I mean, there's a bit of a misconception with it. Uh, typically, strain's kind of more of a microbiological term or a, a viral uh, term. Um, you think of, like, the flu strain, strains sure. of the flu. Um the term does show up in, in breeding and genetic modification of plants, so I think that's kind of where, you know, it started. Uh, but the term cultivar is is a much more appropriate for, you know, D-Bubba, Gorilla Glue, Blue Dream. Those Which are cultivars. Which was, you know, uh, improved upon by a human. That's right, yes. They're, uh, it's a cultivated variety of a plant. Yeah, that has been, a human's kind of got their, their paws on it and mm -hmm. messed around with the genetics. So, um it's it's tough. I, I find myself, you know, still saying uh, strain from time to time. I try to correct myself just to, you know, be be correct about it. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, just something something to think about going forward. Yeah, I, I've just seen the word cultivar coming up a lot, so I thought we should point that out. Uh, you know, strain is is probably always going to be there in in some way, just like I think sativa and hybrid uh, will in some way always be a part of the cannabis lingo, even though there's a lot of people that would like that to be removed because there's not very many pure sativa or indicas, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of hybrids. And now we're talking a lot about terpenes. So I think the term strain is still going to be around, but the proper terminology for something like D Baba is cultivar. And that's what we will be kind of going forward with on this segment. Yeah, that's right, Dean. Uh, I think cultivar, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then there, there is one more term, which, which we won't even like start using, but uh, chemovar is kind of another, right. uh, where it's a, a, chem a chemical variety. So, um, And that's kind of 
a little bit more scientific, uh, which I don't think like the industry will use that term, but I've just seen it in my research. Sure. So yeah, there, and, and you know, this show um, uh, more than anything is trying to educate people. So yeah, just a little bit of clarity on what's going on with uh, terminology in the uh, in the cannabis world, and we'll try to you know keep people up to date as much as possible. So the cultivar that we are uh, discussing today is D Bubba, and this is an indica dominant hybrid. Um, it's about uh, 70, 30, you're saying, uh, probably on the Indica side. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So it's, uh, from pure sun farms and, uh, you know, I love, uh, the one aspect of pure sun farms is that they have ounces that are available and readily available. So I'm a big fan of pure sun farms in that regard. And I'm also a big fan of uh, D Bubba. So tell us a little bit about uh, pure sun farms, uh, you know, who they are and uh, when they came to be. Uh, yeah, for sure, Dean. So uh, Pure Sun Farms, they started out uh, as a joint venture between uh, Village Farm International, uh, and that's a group of BC farmers, uh, and they've, they've been around for 25 years growing pro- produce. Uh, they partnered up with Emerald Health Therapeutics, uh, and that was an existing cannabis licensed producer uh, here in Canada, uh, and they launched in 2017. Uh, just before legalization kind of got all their ducks in a row to to get join the market. Um they kind of took the Ontario market by storm, uh, big time. Uh, being they were the top selling brand in the whole province. Uh, this is back when Ontario didn't have that many stores, though. But yeah. but worth talking about. Uh, they had uh, most most dollars sold and and most weight sold as well in in kilograms. So um, just, that that's pretty impressive. And and as you mentioned. Um, that that Ontario market is still growing, but it's still one of the biggest markets, you know, population-wise in the country. Well, it is the biggest population-wise in the yeah, country. Yeah, for sure. And this, their stores are they're accelerating right now, yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, but it, it, it's cool. So they had this initial partnership with Emerald Health, mm-hmm. uh, but recently it was announced that uh, that Village Farms had, had completed the, uh, the $80 million acquisition of buying out Emerald Health uh, so that they are the sole owner of Pure Sun Farms. So, right. so now it's just back to the farm which uh, I, I like that. I yeah, think that's cool. They, they, they really do have a sort of a farmer's feel, and we'll get to that website uh, of theirs in a second, but it really does have that. So uh, let's talk about where they grow. Uh, this is pr- pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, Dean, uh, for sure. So they, they grow out of the Fraser Valley in BC. Uh, it's cool. We, a lot of LPs are out there, mm-hmm. so it's, I feel like it's, it'd be neat to just go, go for a drive and try and find some facilities. You know, out there. You, you, they talk about Silicon Valley in uh, <laughs> the United States. Yeah. Like This is like the, the Canadian cannabis version of Silicon Valley. It's like so many cult, uh, um, uh, licensed producers uh, in that area. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like Cannabis <laughs> Alley. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. Uh, yeah, so they, out of the Fraser Valley, though, they they have a, a 1.1 million uh, square foot facility. Uh, they call it uh, Delta 3 or D3. Uh, and it, it is one of the largest single site licensed producer greenhouses in Canada. Um, and right next door to it, uh, they're currently working on the Delta 2 facility, uh, which is pretty much a mirrored image of that 1.1 like yeah it's just right beside it uh same size uh, another 1.1 million square feet of uh production oh uh, yeah right just just you know 2.2 mil nah, that's not much um <laughs> uh, and uh so this this new facility is going to be ready for production in you know 2021 here so they're, they're getting there um and it should double their annual production of of you know 75,000 kilograms of cannabis <laughs> uh, per year to 150 
Uh, so that's pretty exciting. That is uh, that is pretty awesome. Uh, okay, so we're doing uh, D Bubba uh, today, uh, but let's talk about their uh, the rest of their cultivar portfolio. Yeah, Dean, uh, I, I'm a big fan of their cultivar portfolio. Uh, as you mentioned, D Bubba, uh, they've also got a Pink Kush uh, mm. that's that's new that's uh, been doing really well in our in our Alberta market here. Uh, there's a White Rhino. Uh, we've got a Critical Cali Mist, uh, an Island Honey. They've got a headband. They've also got a Pure Sun CBD. And uh, the Purple Sun God uh, is one that they've had in the past. I, I couldn't find it on the website when I was checking it out just recently. But that was the one with uh, yes. the, the CBG that had the, UB, talked about yeah, that, the yeah. UBC chemo that uh, David Suzuki uh, created. So big fan of the Purple Sun God. Just haven't seen it for a while, and I miss it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so great cultivar portfolio though. A lot of good options, a lot of good indica sativa. Mm -hmm. They've even got a CBD one there, uh, and and they offer them in in one gram, three point five, seven gram, fourteen gram, and twenty eight gram full ounce bag options. Uh, and like you mentioned, readily available. Like we've everywhere. Yeah, it's it's you you have a tough time walking into a, a store, a cannabis store in Alberta, and not finding pure sun. Yeah, like if you walked in and said. Um, what do you have for an ounce? Most of the time, at the very least, they're, they're going to yeah. have Pure Sun Farms because it is readily uh, available. And, and I love that. You know, the the we have a three and a half on the shot right now, uh, three and a half gram, and, and you grab the uh, the seven gram as well. And the the the, the size of the the packaging is great and everything. So the variety and the fact that it's readily available. That's two huge pluses for the consumer, especially somebody new that's looking for an affordable ounce. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, and the fact that it's, like you said, it's there. It's, you know, like stores are able to to, to get, you know, the cases they, you know, if you're mm -hmm. aware, hey, this stuff's selling, I'm going to bring in two cases this week. Um, chances are you won't sell out of it, though. Uh, Hopefully you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they've also got pre-rolls that we've seen. Uh, not too many SKUs here in the Alberta market, but they're awesome pre-rolls. Uh, and then they've got a CBD oil that that's came through that was really nice. Um, and then their, their, their full-spectrum vape carts uh, are absolutely killing it in the Alberta market. Um, just the fact that they're full-spectrum, a uh, real aggressive price point. And... Um, that full spectrum vape is just it's a superior mm -hmm. high taste uh, just all around experience so um yeah those are flying up the shelves that is good stuff uh all right so the pure the one thing uh, when we're doing our research you find out about pure sun farms is there you know when you look at the team there's a lot of experience yeah, big time, big time. Uh, Pure Sun Farms, they're run by President and CEO uh, Mandish uh, Dosanj, and uh, he comes from a senior-level executive background, and he's led, uh, you know, uh, companies like uh, the LCBO, which is Ontario's uh, AGLC, um, the Target uh, Canada, the uh, Aritzia Loblaws, um, so just a, you know, a lot of great experience mm -hmm. there. Uh, their VP of Cultivation, Rob Baldwin, uh, comes with over 18 years of experience in the greenhouse industry. Um, and he's been at this facility for 10 years, setting it up, getting it ready to go that they're at. Uh, and then Joel Moore, uh, he's uh, the Edmonton area rep. Uh, he's a former Nova Cannabis employee uh, who got into the rep game. He's been killing it. And uh, my staff and I were super pumped uh, to hear that you know, he joined their team because we were big fans of Pierce Sun Farms. Already, and then just knowing that Joel's the guy we get to deal with, it just made everyone really happy. Uh, so overall, big fan of the brand. Uh, I recently did did some voting on on some cannabis awards, mm -hmm. and uh, and I picked Pure Sun Farms as, as brand of the year. I big big fan of what they're doing, what they what they stand for. So uh, yeah, 
big shout outs to uh, to the crew. Good stuff. All right. Well, if you're watching on screen, there's a uh, tight look at the nugs that uh, came in this one. And uh, let's discuss the lineage and a little bit of the history with D. Bubba, uh, also known as Death Bubba uh, for, for people out there. But the lineage is Bubba Kush and Death Star. So uh, give us a little background into this. Totally, Dean. So, yeah, the Bubba Kush, uh, one of my favorite, favorite streams. I, I love it. Uh, created by Matt uh, Bubba Berger. Yeah. Um, He's a, a legend. Uh, he's also one of the uh, you know, original kind of the OG Kush godfathers. There's six guys. They all kind of claim they were the OG Kush godfathers. Yeah. Uh, legendary, though. Bubba Kush, known for being heavy, heavy uh, sedating indica. Uh, and then Death Star 2. Uh, and that's a sour diesel cross with the Sensi Star. Uh, and that's actually uh, Carlos Santana. That's I, I read somewhere that's the only, the only cultivar he likes to smoke. Ever. Yeah, is, is Death Star. That's like his go-to okay. is Death Star. Uh, and, oh, I should mention uh, the Bubba Kush is, is a Northern Lights crossed with a Triangle Kush as well. So we've got four hard hitters uh, as, as grandparents, I guess. Yeah, yeah, in, exactly. In the and, and that's you know, where you're getting 70% indica from in this, right? Yep, totally, for sure. Yeah, it's it's all pretty indica there. I mean, there's a little sour diesel in there to kind of lighten things up, but that's uh, right. overall pretty heavy. So this was uh, created in uh, 2012 uh, out of Vancouver. Yeah, that's right, Dean. Uh, Matteo Sullivan, uh, he created out of uh, the uh, Vancouver dispensary. It's a Sea to Sky, it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, they should call it Seed to Sky. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, a legendary indica strain known for its, you know, sedative, heavy, body-relaxing effects. Um, and actually, the, the phenotype of D-Bubba that uh, Pure Sun Farms is using uh, came from one of their legacy growers, uh, own personal cultivar library. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's uh, it's his baby. It's one of his babies that he's you know super proud of, and uh, it's a true BC bud that originated from the Chilliwack uh, BC area, and uh, the phenol that they're using is known as uh, it's called Greens Greens Death Bubba. So, wondering who who Green is, mm. <laughs> but Greens Death Bubba. That's the the phenol name of of this D Bubba that we very got. very cool. That is awesome. Yeah. So when we talk about what's in a name, sometimes there's these elaborate stories, and sometimes it's staring you straight in the face. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think with this, just a call it to the genetics. It's Death Star. It's Bubba. Um, it's also been said to provide such a coma like experience that it's like being in a coffin and you know you're, you're <laughs> sleeping. Um, yeah. So, I, but I think overall genetics. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we talk about the website, it's puresunfarms.com. And uh, it's uh, the first thing that hits you is this bright, sunny picture. It's got a very relaxed. It it's you know like we, we talk about they're they're producing a ton of cannabis here, but it looks like they're doing it on a tiny little farm. Like it's got that farm, total relaxed. Uh, well, not that working on a farm is all relaxing, but yeah. it's got a very relaxed feel and a very farm atmosphere. Yeah, I'm a big fan of their branding, Dean. Their website's super aesthetically pleasing. Um, all their marketing stuff's great. Yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, Pure Sun Farms. Dot com 17.9% uh, THC on uh, the batch that I picked up. We'll get to uh, where that fits in in just a second on the uh, R scale anyway. Uh, as for the look, uh, you can see it on the screen. It's two uh, packages. One was uh, three and a half, one the other one was seven, and they're both nice sizes uh, for what you need. And the buds are big too. 
Yeah, definitely. Nice, nice big buds. Um, pretty, pretty nice trim job too. Uh, I, I found with some of the stuff I had, there's, there's some, you know, some sugar leaves that were kind of left on, mm -hmm. uh, that some people might be like, I trim those off. Um, I, I got no issues when I when I grind up this D Bubba. Yeah, it it makes me feel amazing. Uh, so yeah, it's it's all good there. Um, we got darker green buds, uh, light brown pistols, and caked with trichomes. So there's a real nice coverage of trichomes. You can see it on the screen. Uh, they're yeah. just they're just uh, dancing around, waiting for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and definitely dense buds that that fluff up real nice after a grind. Yeah, totally. Uh, I I was looking at that, even smelling it. Uh, yeah, some of the the gassiness comes out in that. So, so what do you get in the smell? So for me, it's 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 dank and it's pungent. Um, the main smells for me were were earthy and spicy, um, and, and with, with gassiness mm. as well. Uh, and then uh, there's also like a, a creamy overtone to it as well. Oh, yeah, that's okay. that was kind of one that I I, I definitely got. Interesting, and, and you know maybe we'll find out a little bit more uh, when we talk about the uh, the terpenes with this one, and and that often gives us kind of a a hint at at what we should be smelling. Yeah, for sure, Dean. So uh, it, the dominant terpene is uh, caryophylline, which is kind of the spicy, uh, peppery kind of earth earthiness. Uh, humulene is is in there too, and that's kind of the gassy uh, hops kind of flavor. Uh, and then there's one we haven't talked about much. It's a uh, bisabolol, and that's kind of like a, a creamy coffee almost uh, smell to it. Well, and that's where that we, we just talked about yeah. that, right? So it's yeah. uh, you know you're, you're you're trying to pinpoint you know what's this smell, what's that smell, and and I and I love trying to do it uh, on my own. I'm not quite there yet with that sophisticated palette. I almost need sometimes a hint. That's great when Nosy McGee is around and she can uh, pull out like the parsnips or the, yeah. or the pickling salt uh, last that week was or whatever. Crazy. Yeah. But it's 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 sometimes <laughs> nice. I know sometimes it's it's you know suggestive uh, and maybe that's what you think. But sometimes it's nice to get that little bit of a hint about what you're supposed to be smelling, and then you can. Uh, and that's where the, the the terpenes come in, and and it's just. Uh, I don't know. It's just something that I never thought of. I've I've actually dropped the uh, the supernova uh, volcano down to 185 to actually get better flavor and better taste out of the cannabis, and I've really really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to this. What about you? What was your experience like with this? So my experience, uh, it, it, this is one of my go-to's, Dean. I I actually get the seven gram bag once a week. Typically, that's uh, I like to have Dibaba. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, I, I I'll say that like you know, smoking a joint of it halfway through the joint, I kind of feel feel stuff happening behind my eyes. I kind of feel this relaxation, uh, and then once the joint gets finished, that relaxation's kind of seeped into the back of my head, and um, I just find I, I melt into my couch. I get a little bit of couch lock from it, but I like that. I like kind of shutting things off, getting my relax on. Um, it does, uh, there's nice head effects. I get, you know, nice euphoric blast to the head, uh, a lot of goofy ideas. Um, and then uh, also for sure, uh, instant munchies. Like, I, uh, I don't think I was even done with the joint and I was, you know, hitting <laughs> chips and chocolate covered almonds. Um, so yeah, definitely a munchie inducing uh, cultivar for me, Dean. Ah, that's, uh, well, I guess I know what I'll be, do what I'll be doing after recording this. Um, <laughs> what about the uh, three W's? Who, what, and when is this good for? So who is good for? Intermediate smokers. Anyone looking to get their relax on? But intermediate smokers will we'll say that would just, I don't know that a, a beginner would be, you know, don't jump right in with some D-Bubba. I think kind of work your way up to that. Uh, what it's good for? Uh, it's good. It's good for couch time, uh, relaxing, Netflix and chilling, yeah. uh, goofy movies, 
Uh, I also enjoy it for like crafts and creative projects too. You, uh, you know, like chill projects. <laughs> you know, nothing too intense, uh, nothing too productive too. But like just chilling around, but getting creative, yeah. it, it works really well for that. Uh, when it's good for evenings, best I find uh, after work's really nice. Uh, it's it, you know it could be a little bit too chill for just getting home from work. Like maybe uh, give it a little bit. Yeah, wait yeah. until later in the our cannabis question this week is. What active things do you like to do with cannabis? This would not be a, uh, a, a cultivar that you would be grabbing to say, I'm going downhill skiing. <laughs> you know, you, this is probably not it. Uh, so uh, relaxing evening and definitely uh, for the, the level two um, cannabis consumer. All right. As for the taste test, um, you said there's the creaminess uh, on the smell. I get it on the taste as well. Yeah, totally, Dean. Uh, I, I get it on the exhale, the, the creaminess. Mm -hmm. uh, for the initial flavor, it's it's earthy and spicy for me for sure. Uh, but it's nice and it's a smooth smoke. It, it's real. It's right. I don't know. It's done right. It feels mm -hmm. like it's flushed right. Um, yeah. Big, big fan of the taste of yeah, this Yeah, I, uh, I definitely get that... Uh, on the exhale, and then uh, you know, with uh, with a strong uh, presence of caryophylline, you're going to get that peppery, spicy, and, and different different uh, cultivars uh, and different kinds of cannabis will produce a you know a higher amount of spice or a different kind of spice and things like. It's not all just one spice, right? Like we kind of think. Imagine if you just thought your spice cabinet was just one spice, right? So <laughs> one type, yeah, no, for sure. And I think too with the the different combinations uh, different terpenes yes. working together can can affect this type of spice that you're going to get from that yeah that cannabis that certain flavor so mm -hmm. all right so d bubba is the cultivar an indica dominant hybrid and it comes to us from pure sun farms you can grab this at a nova cannabis store using the click and collect method and you can also pick up some trust beverages uh, which is uh, from Hexo and Molson, uh, the partnership, and mm -hmm. you guys have these on sale all month. That's right, all all November they're on sale, uh, and they're they're awesome. They've got a real good uh, portfolio. Uh, they've got the Molo, that's a non-alcoholic mm -hmm. beer, uh, tastes great. Uh, I was a big fan of that. Uh, Little Victory is a bit more of like a sweeter carbonated beverage. They've got a blood orange and a dark cherry, and they're balanced with THC and CBD. Uh, the House of Terpenes brand has uh, more of like a sparkling tonic water, and they've actually got a, a limonene uh, flavor and a myrcene flavor. So it's kind of cool that they're they're going after the uh, the, yeah. the terpenes there. Uh, XMG is another beverage that we haven't seen in Alberta yet, uh, but it's it's coming soon in the in the coming weeks, and that's going to be a ten milligram THC drink. Mm -hmm. And there's like a fruit punch one, and just I'm excited to to try those. Uh, and then Very Vel is also another. Uh, uh, brand there and they do the water soluble drops uh, which are really awesome and uh, they've also got some cbd drinks uh, to market as well so it's not very well as i thought it was it's very <laughs> vel yep. uh, but those drops work great i put them in my coffee um yeah. and uh the 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 tingle is 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 a it's a, just a great socializing uh, throw some in your drink and you're yeah. good. Quick onset, quick offset. So click and collect uh, to grab those on sale all month at Nova Cannabis. Uh, use the Leafly site and quicker for us, quicker for you. Everybody's a little bit safer right now, right? Yeah, absolutely, Dean. Awesome stuff. Chris, thanks for coming out. D Bubba is the cultivar from Pure Sun Farms. Uh, have yourself a wonderful rest of your week, Chris. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis 
in Canada and beyond. All right, well, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, thank you very much. Or maybe you're watching it uh, on one of our social media channels. Thank you as well. If you're listening and you want to see what everything looks like, uh, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, you'll be able to see our set. Uh, by the way, I, I collect stickers and pins um, and obviously the poppy in, in Remembrance Day. So if you are uh, if you got stickers out there, you want them on the show, send them my way. Check out our, uh, just get in touch with me, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. If you have pins, I love to display different cannabis companies that are out there. So uh, free to give you some free love there. So that's going to wrap things up for us. Uh, thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please subscribe, leave us a review. Big thanks to uh, Ali, uh, the Canna Canuck, for joining us. And of course, Chris Science and our educator, on what's that strain this show presented by stonesmiths.ca check out the slash right there beauty at stonesmiths.ca a great local edmonton company and it's built for winter which we uh, are getting in abundance over the next little while that's for sure uh, if you have a uh, comment about the show or if you'd like to join us as a guest or maybe you'd like to join as an advertiser please reach out cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com you can find past episodes at cannabis 101 podcast.ca and for all your podcast needs of of other varieties check out podcastalley.ca i got a few other shows of the sports variety set up there we are back at it on monday we will have of course david wiley from the oz on this week in cannabis news and we'll have some uh, you know, great news when it comes to the election as far as cannabis is concerned as uh, we'll be recapping that uh, with David Wiley. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit a bit with uh, Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Gen Company as well on the business of cannabis. And we'll have another cannabis question, a weed word of the day, and so much more. Big thanks to Stonesmiths for being a part of the show and for you, the listener and the viewer. Thank you so much. As we always do, we leave you with uh, the marijuana song from the artist, my dead dog. Remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. See you next week.
All right.